All right, everyone. Welcome to Learn About World Cuisine. We take you on a culinary tour around the world. Uh, today's show is all about France. Uh, Parlez-vous français. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to tell you a hundred fascinating facts about French cuisine. If you love France, you're a French cuisine lover, this show is going to be great for you. Let's get it started. Fifteen minutes into the podcast, we're going to be talking to my co-host, Peter DeFeo. He will be talking about his real-life experience in France. And then at 45 minutes into the podcast, we're going to give you alcohol pairings with French cuisine. So if you're a lover of French food and you want to know some good alcohol pairings, we're going to have those for you at 45 minutes. And then in 15 minutes, we're going to talk to my co-host. He's going to give you the real-life experience. Let's get started. This fact blew me away. I'm still bouncing around from the shock of this fact. First fact, champagne that you have on New Year's Eve, champagne, comes from Champagne, France. And if it comes from any other part of the world, it is not allowed to be called champagne. It has to be called sparkling wine. I don't know why, but that fact blew me away. I just thought champagne was champagne. So if you're buying a bottle of champagne, if it's not from the champagne region of France, it cannot it is not allowed to be called champagne. It has to be called sparkling wine. I just I don't know why, but I was fascinated by that. Uh, let's get into more facts about France. This is all about French cuisine. Uh, baguettes, the French baguettes that everyone loves. They are actually a free side. When you live in France. So if you eat baguettes in France, they actually give those for free, much like America gives bread on the table at a restaurant. France is the world's second largest wine producer. Uh, the drinking age in France is only 16 years old. So if you guys, guys want to take off and move to France... Uh, you can start drinking beer and wine at 16, and then when you turn 18, it's legal to have the hard stuff. So when you turn 18, you can have the hard liquor, uh, but if you're 16 in France, it's legal to have beer and wine. Uh, breakfast is not very important to people in France. They're not a big on breakfast eaters. They're big on lunch and dinner. Uh, snails and oysters uh, are popular dishes. Here is what blew me away, and this is actually common knowledge because I've heard this before. In France, your lunch breaks are up to two hours. So when you go to France and you go to the villages and stuff, I'm sure Peter will touch on this, uh, but they actually close the entire city down from 12 to 2. Uh, so you're not able to get anything from 12 to 2, anything uh, Food-related is closed, 12 to 2 for lunch. Uh, there are different cuisines in France for different regions. Uh, cheese. There are literally hundreds of different types of cheese. In France, they make it illegal to throw away burnt or spare food. It has to go to a, uh, has to go to a charity. So if you live in France, uh, they actually, uh, I'm sure they don't enforce it. A lot of laws are not totally enforced. But it is actually a, illegal to throw away spare food uh, or, you know, just to throw it in the trash or whatever. Uh, it is very polite to say bon appetit 
before every meal. And bon appetit, I'm sure you guys have heard that word tons of times, but it actually means good appetite. So when you say bon appetit, you're actually wishing your guest a very good appetite. Uh, most popular bread is la baguette. That literally means little bread in French. Uh, January 6th is a big celebration for them. It's King's Day. Uh, they celebrate celebrate it with a cake. And then you have a special goodie found inside the cake. As some of you know, that is also popular in New Orleans uh, for Mardi Gras. Quiche is from France. Quiche is a French food. Ratatouille is a French food. Boulobaise is a seafood soup. Fagois. Fagois. I love saying that. Is a French delicacy. Uh, Dijon mustard. Dijon mustard is actually a French mustard, and it comes. it's named after the area in France where it comes from. Crepes are a French food, and the word crepe translates to pancake. So if you're, you, I can't tell you how many places I've seen pop up that sell crepes. Uh, just so you know, in France, that translates to pancakes. So basically, if you go to a crepe store, you're going to a pancake store. Uh, French people have a motto, live to eat, instead of eat to live. There's a lot of people, uh, when you're living to eat, you actually uh, enjoy food immensely. And uh, instead of eating to live, a lot of people that uh, eat to live are very thin. <laughs> uh, morning and afternoon coffee breaks are not that important. So you know how you work at a job now. You might go to coffee break at 10, 15 a.m. That is not a common thing in France. Uh, it's not that important to them. Uh, the bread that they put on the table is mainly used to dip in sauces. It's not like America where they butter the bread and everything else. Basically, the bread on your table is to dip into sauces. Ten billion, that's right, you heard me, billion baguettes are made every year. That, that kind of surprised me. Uh, the bakers have a patron saint. So the bakers in France actually have a patron saint of their own. All right, and our last fact on the first page, approximately 500 million snails are eaten in France every year. 500 million snails are consumed in France every single year, which is amazing. All right, once again, we're going to have my co-host Peter DeFeo at 315. You know him from The Sopranos. Uh, he was in the movie American Gangster. He has over 100 uh, movies to his credit. Uh, we got an email the other day. What separates our show from other travel shows, there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcast travel shows, is that every show we do, we give Peter DeFeo, he's a world traveler, and he gives you the real-life experience. If we don't give you that real-life experience, this is basically something that you guys can do on Wikipedia. So Peter is going to come on the phone at 15 after. He's going to give you the real-life experience. I have written 100, that's right, 100 facts about French food. So let's get back into the facts, and then we'll get to Peter. Horse meat, frog legs, and rabbits are on a lot of French menus. So if you go out to France and you're visiting, don't be shocked if you see horse meat, frog legs, or rabbit on the typical menu. 
Uh, patience is needed in France. If you're not a patient person, that might not be the spot for you. It is very common for French employees to chat with the customers. So we had a guy tell a story online the other day I read. He visited France. He was in a bagel shop or a, a pastry shop. And he was there for a long time because they kept chatting with the people ahead of him. So patience is needed. Uh, Swiss cheese. That's right. Swiss cheese is actually from Normandy, France. It is not from Switzerland. It's from Normandy, France. French people are big lovers of fast food. Fast food, you would think French cuisine in America is a lot of fine dining, but yet in France, uh, French cuisine, the French people love, love fast food. So I found that interesting because if you look at French restaurants in America, a lot of them are fine dining. Wine production started all the way back in the Roman times. So wine production, wine has been produced for centuries. France, max, ma, ooh, France manufactures some of the world's most famous liquors. So when Taylor goes out for the weekend and he drinks hard liquor, a lot of that liquor is manufactured in France. Uh, it was the top producer of wine in the entire world in 2014. Um, macarons, macarons, I believe they're called, were brought to France from Italy. So macarons are actually Italian. Croissants were actually invented in Austria. So croissants are typical with French food, but they weren't invented in France. It was actually invented in Austria. Uh, this is what I found funny. How many times have you eaten French toast, Taylor? Thousands of times, right? French toast is not from France. French toast was invented in Germany or Spain. Yeah, so they call I don't know why they call it a French toast. I'm sure there's a story. <laughs> Fagua, which I love to say, just so you know, I was corrected about 10 years ago because I pronounced Fagua incorrectly. So I've not mispronounced Fagua in about 10 years. It started in ancient Egypt. So Fagua is not French either. It was started in ancient Egypt. Madeleines, I guess that's the cookie with the chocolate in it. Uh, they have been around for centuries. So that cookie, the Madeleines, has actually been uh, around for literally centuries. Here is what blew me away. In France, they do not use mugs. If you're having hot chocolate or coffee in France, you're actually drinking it from a bowl. So they use bowls instead of mugs, which I thought was interesting. Uh, there is an act, there is an actual Pope just for French cuisine. They have their own Pope. <laughs> uh, they actually eat more cheese and fruit for dessert than they do sweets. And that I found interesting because baguettes and croissants are, are, are tied hand in hand with France. And uh, interestingly enough, they actually eat more cheese and fruit uh, after their meals than they do, you know, having uh, bread or whatever. Uh, most French stores are closed, like I told you, for two hours a day. 
So if you're going to France, you got to keep that in mind that most of your stores are closed for a couple of hours per day. Uh, here's interesting. The food stores in France, supermarkets, restaurants, etc., are actually closed every Sunday. So if you want to get something to eat on a Sunday in France, you got to stock up on Saturday because those stores are closed on Sunday. It is very important in French culture to enjoy your meal. So if you go to a, a, a French person's house and you're eating a meal and it's just like, eh, uh, please don't show that because that's a huge insult to them. Uh, wine is considered an intellectual part of the meal. Taylor, this one I found, and I thought of you right away. Uh, the McDonald's in France, you can actually get beer, which I think is interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, the yogurt section in a fruit uh, in a French supermarket is absolutely huge. Uh, French yogurt is very popular. Uh, and sure enough, the uh, yogurt section of a French supermarket is enormous. So that I thought that was cool. So once again, we're going to give you a couple more facts. And then 315, we will be on the phone with Peter DeFeo. Uh, we are on fact number. If you're, check, if you're fact checking me, I am on fact number 51. <laughs> we had a guy email us saying, I only heard 99 facts. And just so if you're keeping count, we're on fact number 51 out of 100. People walk around France with baguettes in their hands, which I thought was interesting. So the French loaf of bread, it's very common uh, to have people on the street uh, carrying that around in their hands. That's a normal everyday occurrence, whereas in America it would probably be a little bit weird. You can stay as long as you want in a French restaurant, which I thought was very interesting. So you know how uh, some restaurants like to rush you out the door and are like, hey, you know, do you want the check? Do you want this, that, or the other thing? Uh, in France, it's very common for the employees of restaurants to allow you to stay there as long as you want. So there are people in France that go to dinner for several hours. Uh, we're going to do a couple more facts, then go to break, and then Peter DeFeo will be on the line at four, uh, three fifteen or 15 minutes into the podcast. Uh, French food dates back to medieval times. And here is what I was happy to hear. The Eiffel Tower is named after a person who designed it, and it was unpopular when they first had the Eiffel Tower. Let's go to break, and then we're going to have Peter DeFeo on the line. Check out our new podcast, Learn About World Cuisine, where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show. Okay, and like I told you guys, uh, what separates us from other travel shows is that we have a guy who's been there. On the phone now, Peter DeFeo. Uh, tell us your experience in France, Peter. Hey, how you doing? I've been uh, there a couple times. Outstanding. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll tell you, the, last, uh, the first time I was there, we had a change on money. Left Italy. Uh, because we didn't have credit cards and stuff like that. But the last time I was there, we didn't have to do that anymore. Uh, driving from the airport 
I, I rent a car. It was very easy, quick. Uh, there's no problem at all, you know, getting to Paris. Um, it, it, our room overlooked the Eiffel Tower, which was designed by von Eiffel. Um, and uh, that's, it's named after, after von Eiffel. Um, couldn't take my eye off that 19th century awesome structure. It is, it is fantastic. Room service at night gave us French pastry and tea for our bedtime. So it was awesome. Next day, we couldn't wait to go around Paris and enjoy the sightseeing and all, all the little uh, tiny uh, cafes. We started out our venture, and a coffee shop stopped us. Great smelling coffee, great tasting coffee and pastry. Chocolate, pistachio, uh, breakfast under the Eiffel Tower uh, was this time uh, before, about 20 years ago, uh, you'd order a sandwich and you'd get a piece of meat in between a, a piece of bread, uh, like a little roll. Today, they're, they're, they have hamburgers and french fries. Oh, wow. Uh, they've, they've, come, they've, they've changed quite a bit, quite a bit. But the uh, cafes are the thing, cafes everywhere. The uh, Eiffel Tower, well, we went up the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower sits on four little points. This, this is a gigantic building, tons and tons of steel. The points are about 12 inches by 12 inches. There's four little points that sits on. You take the first elevator is on an angle, and you take it up one of the legs, and you go to the tower where it's flat, and then you go up straight, and then there's a third elevator that takes you all the way up to the top. The view is something like you would never imagine uh, to see the river going around this island that the Eiffel Tower is sitting on. Well, that that night we had roast chicken, fries, and dinner. Uh, it was delicious. It was absolutely. Their pastry is so different. I've had pastry everywhere. Some of the best places in South Philadelphia, New York, and all around the world. Lemon tart topped with candy lemon. Uh, awesome ice cream. Salted butter caramel. Um, macarons all over the place. You know, you must eat them. You can't. They're just so tasty and better in Paris. I don't know why. Uh, next night, tried duck and uh duck, ducks a big thing in paris yes very very enjoyable that uh, at this at this point i was missing my seafood following day for lunch had a half a dozen oysters raw squeezed lemon on top nice big this big gelada big gelada is my choice for a dessert after eating you know the half a dozen Oysters. The, um, it, it was it was an experience how it's changed over a twenty year period. And that's Walk it, around Paris. That's what's the benefit of you on the show. A lot of people at home don't know that. But I want to just touch on something real quick, and then you get back. We'll get back to you, Peter. Tell us about the cl uh, the stores closing in the middle of the day for lunch. Did you experience that? And also. Uh, there are reports that uh, the food stores are closed on Sunday. Did you experience yeah, that? Sunday, yeah, very, uh, very much like uh, Sicily. Okay. Uh, a very Christian group. Uh, actually, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but 
they they claim the Sicilians claim that uh, all the pastry comes from fourteen year old Sicilian girl who is married married to a, a uh, French individual and she started the pastry going a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, those pastries have been around for centuries, right? So, so listen. A lot of people that listen to the show, Peter, uh, are either getting inspiration for a, a French cuisine dish, or they're going to France. And obviously, this time, day, and age, it's you know a lot of people are not traveling. But I just want you to talk about the stores, the food stores. Did you experience two hour a day uh, with the stores closures? Was that an issue when you traveled? Uh, no, no. Oh, wasn't. good, good. Uh, we we did not have any. Uh, there were cafes seemed to be, uh, you know, every few feet. They were everywhere. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, and they were, and they, there was all types of food. Uh, I love my seafood, so I went for fishing, you know, for for fish cooking, and it was so it was different. And I said, "What's different about this? How do you cook it?" And they they use a, a sweet butter that they fry it. Oh, in. wow. Cook it in, and it must soak right through the fish. The fish tastes different than than it anywhere else. Of course, uh, they have uh, cheese fondue, uh, which they set in the middle of the table so we could share it. Nice. So that was that was that was also very nice. Uh, had to leave the city. Uh, we wanted to travel around the country, and everywhere we went, uh, there were the cafes. Coffee cafes are very very popular. Nice. Uh, with pastries. Pastry coat coffee packing. We even had a, uh, we even had a, uh, a, a pastry that had a cannoli type pastry with ice cream in it. Oh, ever, I don't know if you ever. I think I read that. about I don't know it. How the hell they ever did it? I think that's in my uh, yeah, notes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, they, I believe they must so. Fill it up and then and then throw it in the freezer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they did Smart it. Smart move, but, actually. You know, ice, yeah, yeah, ice cream melts very very quickly. So we, we traveled around the country. Uh, I love the country. There's history, uh, all history about Napoleon, buildings, classic buildings. Uh, there's uh, castles across the country. And the people, the people change. From Paris, the people are very light and blonde hair and blue eyes. But when you get out east, go further east, where Hannibal came through, uh, the people are brown-eyed. Darker. It's hard to believe wow. that, that could that that influence could last this long, you know. Yeah, but, sure. uh, but of course, you look at the South Germans. Uh, the, the Southern Germans are brown-eyed, and uh, and the North Swiss were Hannibal. Fifty thousand men uh, with uh, with all those uh, elephants got stuck. Um, but uh, so you know, we traveled around coffee shops here, coffee shops there. Fine pastry everywhere, uh, handmade uh, hamburgers, nice. pizza, pizza, pizza. They ha they have pizzas, but the pizza is different. It, it, they put different types of, of. They don't put the standard we have in America. You know, cheese, pepperoni, right? Blah, 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 blah. They're putting tasty uh, food on the top that's spiced up. Oh, okay. And, and it's it's. It's very different. Also, you know, we talk about French fries. You never had French fries, so you've had them in France. Exactly. We have French that in my notes. Yeah. 
That's oh, in my notes. Yeah. 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 yeah, they very, have different, get, different get a, French fries. Yeah, the French fries must be cooked in the butter, too, because they're just real French fries, and, and, and they melt in your mouth. How about that? Um, good tasting. and could be the butter combination and what have you. Uh, all of these coffee shops, uh, we, we, would, we would stop at uh, two to five coffee shops a day. Wow. Uh, and have coffee and pastry. Maybe that's what kept us up at night. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Peter. Peter, real quick. We found out in our research, is the coffee really good in Paris? I mean, I, in the research, it said coffee, yeah, coffee, top of the line in France. Top of the line, it's different than anywhere else. Oh, wow. Uh, it is totally, totally different than anywhere else. I don't know what the heck they're doing to it, but it, they must be you know, uh, cooking it in a different way. Uh, I mean, it is totally, totally different. And then you could add, you know, sugar or not or whatever, you know, whatever you want on it. Uh, but, but it is, it is very, very different. Very uh, different. That's and fascinating. It, it, it makes you, it makes you want to eat more pastry. Now <laughs> I want to give, I want to give you time to promote yourself because you were at a couple media events this week. Uh, tell the folks what you want them to know about France and French cuisine. Well, I think they they should go to Versailles. They should uh, travel around France. Uh, Paris is not beautiful, nice, and cafes and everything, and historical. But you should see the rest rest of France. You should go to some of the castles, and uh, you know, uh, just just travel around and enjoy the French people. Uh, the pastry and the coffee are the top. Oh, and I great. always gain close to ten pounds. Every time I go there. <laughs> now, Peter. I'm the rest, I'm the rest of the month losing it. <laughs> Peter, this show is for our world listeners, but in the Philadelphia area, you're invited to a media event. Just touch on that for a minute. Then I'm going to – I worked very hard on this show. I just want to do segment three with the facts, and then Matt comes on segment four. So tell the folks – about the area, we do have listeners in Philly, even though uh, we have a large majority of listeners around the world. Touch on the fact that you were at the media events. Talk about that for a minute, then we'll pr- uh, give your plugs. Oh, the uh, media events, yes. Uh, I've been going to uh, restaurants uh, that are opening or have been open, nice. and uh, I'm, t- I'm tasting the food and um, evaluating the food. You could go into my Facebook Okay. Uh, Peter DeFeo Facebook, and you could see uh, my evaluation of the restaurant I just did Sunday. Nice. On uh, Mickey, Mickey Rooney's birthday, the twenty third. That was Mickey Rooney's hundredth <laughs> birthday. Uh, so it's Peter D. It's Peter D E F E O, correct? Correct. On Facebook, I'm thinking of changing. I'm thinking of changing that to, to Peter D E F E because. Yeah, half of the people in America speak Spanish anymore. Right. And E-E-F-E-O means ugly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, in Spanish, but, but, but in, in Europe, it means uh, of faith. So the word faith in Spanish is with, without the O. Nice. That's funny. Mm-hmm. All right, Peter, we, got, <laughs> we have two minutes left in the segment. Give your plugs. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, you were you're an actor that has over a hundred movie credits. Talk about that. We still got two minutes, and then we're going to move on to the facts because I worked 
very hard on this show, and I want to make sure I get my facts in. Go ahead, Peter. Okay, the, the um, uh, you go into IMDB, International Movie Database, and you can see a lot of the movies that I've been in. They nice. have the most recent ones. They don't, they don't have the ones I did when I was younger. Uh, I, I think maybe they don't go back any more than 10 years. I've also been on many, 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 many TV shows. Nice. Gotham, uh, you know, uh, Boardwalk Empire. I mean, it's, it's just all, all, all sorts of shows. And those so are big movies. Have, big movies. And Peter has worked with some of the best actors out there. Mark Wahlberg, oh, all these guys. You Denzel worked, Washington. Denzel Washington. You, know, you, you name it. I've, I've worked with just about all of them. Mickey Rooney. And, and you are so, fr- um, you are friends with an agent, so if people want to get into the movie business, they can contact you, right? Oh yes, I, I know all the agents. Uh, contact me. I, I'd love to help a fellow artist. My phone number six one zero five six five two zero zero zero. You want to hard mail me uh, a resume and 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 headshots? You could. And it's a P.O. Box, Media Box, 2000, uh, 19063. Uh, the, uh, you know, my, my uh, email address is PeterDeFeoActor at gmail.com. Nice. So uh, have fun. Have fun. And any help you need, feel free, to, feel free to contact with me. Peter, it's a pleasure having you on the show. We had an email from a listener saying the only thing that – uh, Peter adds so much to the show because you've been there. I can go on Wikipedia. Anyone can go on Wikipedia and find out. But having your real life experience being said on this show is a big deal. So thank you very much, Peter. Oh, and we will talk to you. My in, pleasure. We will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you, Peter. See you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let's go to break. My co-host Peter DeFeo can be found on IMDb. Peter DeFeo. YouTube, search Peter DeFeo. Facebook, Peter DeFeo. That's D-E-F-E-O. Peter also has 17 movie productions underway. DeFeo's pet project is Crazy Italians. It will have you going crazy later in 2020 on local television. Crazy Italians will be released. So please be on the lookout for this fantastic show. Okay, we are back. The purpose of our show is to teach you stuff that you didn't know, uh, and that's what our goal is. So we're going to get back into the facts. We are on fact number 57. I have written 100 facts about French cuisine. France has the most time zones in the entire world. So the most time zones in the entire world are found in France. Here is what I found interesting, and Taylor, Taylor will like this too. The first tour de France was in 1903. And what's interesting about that is I thought that just became popular with Lance Armstrong, etc. That's been going on for over, well over 100 years. Uh, France is the most visited country in the entire world. So I know we're going to have a huge audience for this show. Uh, France is the most visited country in the entire world. Uh, French, the French people give a medal of the French family to parents who raise good kids. Now, this is interesting. Uh, there's a lot of successful uh, children out there, but in France, they actually recognize the parents for raising 
children who reach uh, success, which I thought was neat. Uh, that is a medal of the French family, and you'll get that, uh, you know, to reward the parents for raising very good children. Uh, the French love to read. They're very serious about their reading. Napoleon was born in France. Uh Women just, here is what I blew me away. And this is the purpose of our show, to teach you little tidbits of information like this. Women were just legally allowed to wear men's pants in public in 2013. So there are women that I see every day that they wear the men's trousers. You know what I mean? With a blouse. In France, that was actually illegal up until 2013, <laughs> which I thought was, that blew me away. Uh, the word France isn't even a French word. The word France is not a French word. Uh, in France, the love of country is so extreme that if you're in public and you are putting down the government or France itself, you will get a lot of people angry. It is very, uh, the love of country is very strong. Uh, so they do not like people bad-mouthing their country. France has won more Nobel Prizes for literature than any other country in the world. Uh, if you meet someone uh, that is authentically French, they will either shake your hand or kiss you on each cheek. I'm sure we saw that in TV and movies. Uh, you're also considered very rude. Like, they take big offense if you're 10 minutes late without calling. So if you're doing business, we do have uh, business people that tr uh, are world business people. Uh, we did a couple shows where we got feedback from those people. And they like to know little tidbits of info like this. So if you're doing business in France, uh, please note that they are very irritated if you're 10 minutes late without calling so if you have a business meeting in france and you're running late make sure you call flowers in france are always given in even numbers so if you're getting flowers you're not going to send three it has to be an even number of four which i thought was interesting uh they always peel and slice their fruit so, you know, I just saw it the other day. Guy peeled an orange, threw the, uh, threw the peel away, and uh, in France, they always peel the fruit. They do not uh, leave the fruit whole. They peel it and they, or cut it, uh, fruit. Table manners are also very important in France. If you put your elbows on the table, you will get some dirty looks. Uh, France has the number one art museum in the entire world. I want to repeat that. The number one art museum, the top dog in the art museum world, is found in France. Uh, the French were the first pioneers in cinema. So when you go to the movies, that uh, they are the pioneers of movies. Uh, French is the second most spoken language in all of Europe. It has the sixth largest economy in the world. Uh, the way you dress in France, and I actually met somebody uh, from France, and this was very true. And when I read this fact, I was like, wow, that was so bizarre. 
The way you dress is very important in France. Very seldom do you see people wearing sweatpants and dirty shirts like me. In France, it is very important uh, that you dress uh, appropriately and dress nicely. That's a big deal to their uh, culture. Uh, they do not do business, and this is another reason. We do have one guy that I know of that does business around the world that listens to this show. He wrote us an email. But if you are the second guy who does business around the world that listens to our show, just so you guys know, it is not common like it is in America to do business meetings during lunch. So a lot of guys, a lot of businesses in America will be like, oh, yeah. Let's go to Murphy's Tavern. We're going to have lunch, and we'll talk it. We'll talk things over. That's not what they do in France. Business is business. You do your business face-to-face, outside, without anything else going on. So keep that in mind. So if you're the second business person that listens to this show that does business around the world, that'll be important to you. Uh, there are – all right, here's the thing. They are not like America. They do not have 25 sales – uh, you know, every day, they actually hold two big Black Friday type sales every year. So if you're looking for 85% off your laptop or whatever, you're not going to find that every day like you do in America. They do two big sales a year and they're Black Friday type of sales. Here is what I love. And here's what's going to get me on a plane tomorrow for France. Uh, they charge people a 20% consumption. This is actually not a bad idea. In France, you are charged a 20% consumption tax at a restaurant. So since they're already charged that 20%, they do not tip. But the consumption tax, I mean, it depends on what side of the uh, political spectrum you are. And I don't, I don't involve myself in politics. But in France, they do a 20% consumption tax, uh, so therefore they don't leave a tip. There's a 20% tax added to your bill. And obviously, I'm sure everybody knows this, but the largest, the absolute largest cooking school in the entire world is in France. And it's very prestigious if you graduate from that cooking school. Uh, it is one of the top cooking schools in the world, and that's in France. The most famous swimsuit of all time was created in France. So they're very keen on fashion. The first fashion magazine ever was also created in France. Here's something that all my food blogger listeners would enjoy. The cell phone camera that we take the pictures of our food at the restaurants with. That was actually invented in France, and I found out it wasn't invented till the 1990s, which made me feel 200 years old. But the cell phone f- camera was invented in France. Uh, they had a king, Louis, in France. He was king for 20 minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine waiting all those years to be king, and then now it's your shot? You got to be king, and he lasted 20 minutes. <laughs> he, he said, oh, blank with this. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> but he was king. Lewis, he was king for 20 minutes. 
they were the first people to have public transportation, which I thought was interesting. You look at these other cities. We just did a show about Spain uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about their incredible transit system. Uh, Italy, we were talking about all these great places. America has a huge transit system. But the first public transportation system was actually in France. Uh, the world's oldest person, now this is funny too, the world's oldest person that ever lived was also French. So you think about France, I think Fagois, I think uh, alcohol, I think champagne, I think wine, and yet they had the oldest person ever that ever lived in France. Uh, French men have the lowest obesity rate in the world. Now let's examine this. I mean, I am larger than the average bear, and the seats here uh, tell me that. Uh, the French men, and, and think about it, they live on baguettes. Their, their cuisine is very rich. Uh, they have baguettes. They have this, that, and the other thing. But yet, they have the lowest obesity rate amongst men in the entire world. So I don't know what that says, but that's interesting. Uh, the metric system was also invented in France. The population of France is roughly, we cannot tell you on this show, we had somebody trying to be a smart aleck. We can give you the latest estimate. The latest estimate of the population in France is 69 million. They use the currency of a euro. Over 50% of the French speak a second language. Uh, the, here, here's what I love. The calculator, which is a very important invention. The parachute and the hot air balloon were all invented in France. Uh, I still don't understand the purpose of a hot air balloon, but I'm sure it's nice that it was invented in France. Uh, there are more French-speaking areas in Africa than there are in France. So think about that. Africa is a huge country. We're going to be covering Africa soon. And yet there are more French-speaking areas of Africa than there are in actual France. Uh, trash cans and ashtrays were legally, de uh, were legally uh, said as uh, deadly weapons. <laughs> so the French actually put that a trash can and an ashtray, that means if you're at home and you're throwing an ashtray or a trash can at, at someone, they consider that a deadly weapon. Uh, French fries are not from France. I want to make sure I am clear on that. French fries are not from France. French fries are actually from Belgium. And I, I think a lot of people know that because I had heard that uh, before. But French fries are actually from Belgium. Uh, they have a law, actually, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., at least 70% of the music on the radio must be French. So that's, I think that's great. Uh, but from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., at least 70% of the music on the radio must be French. Thomas Jefferson, who I have covered in many, many, many other podcasts. Thomas Jefferson is a fascinating guy. Thomas Jefferson has been the purveyor of a lot of popular foods that you would never know. If you guys are, are, are want to have some interesting uh, things, 
uh, Google Thomas Jefferson, and you're going to be blown away by that. Thomas Jefferson actually introduced French fries to America. Catholicism is the primary religion in France, and French Bastille Day is July 14th. Uh, let's go to break, and then when we come back, we're going to give you alcohol pairings with the cuisine. On Facebook at Facebook.com, that's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at Dining on a Dime at yahoo.com. All right, the favorite part of the show for most people right now on the phone, Matt Maratea. He is an alcohol expert. He is going to give you the best alcohol pairings with French cuisine. Matt, how are you? Hi, Kevin. How are you doing today? Oh, we, <laughs> we're doing good now, pal. <laughs> Good, pal. Uh, talk, <laughs> talk about French uh, pairings, alcohol pairings with French cuisine. Okay. So this week's mission was, as you've said, uh, French cuisine. And, you know, obviously you can't talk about you know, French cuisine and French without considering, you know, French wine, champagne, you know, Bordeaux, you know. Yeah. Uh, Everything, everything about you know France, French food, it sort of all does eventually come back to that wine and centering around that. Right. But wine is not really what I do. I'm here to offer the alternative. We know what wines go with what. That has been passed down like essentially like a French law for centuries. So what we want to do, or at least what I want to do, is try to translate that here okay so essentially you have to go to the basis of what a lot of french cuisine is and there is a so so many rich deep sort of fatty flavors uh, that come in to french cooking there's the wine there's the cheese there's the copious amounts of butter uh you know, carbs are essential french diet right right so in many cases, you're going to want something that can fight through those fatty meats, like that nice hunk of roasted beef or, or, or duck, uh, you know, maybe even a, a hearty rabbit, something a little more traditional in that sense. You're going to want something that can cut through all that sweet, all that rich, that heavy, you know, sort of French cream sauce, right? Uh, you want something that's going to have those little fruit notes that's going to bring you back down. So that is where you're going to love the IPAs. Nice. Uh, you may even consider going with a double IPA to sort of up that bitterness level because of how rich you know, some of these traditional French dishes uh, can become, especially if you're you know, cooking or you know, going somewhere where uh, you know the chef uh, – uh, or whoever's serving you may have a slightly heavy hand <laughs> yeah, when it comes right. to uh, cheese or cream or something like that. True. Uh, and then going the other way, sometimes uh, when they do up the sweetness a little bit, you do have to return to those French roots, and you've got to be the person that brings sort of that French funk, right? 
uh, if they don't have you know the unique cheese or something like that, then you have to go with your saisons or your farmhouse ales to sort of bring uh, something that is a little bit different to the table. Uh, when you find a when you have a beer like that, have that sort of a barnyard uh, atmosphere going, for lack of a better term. Right. That's that's what you're getting from the uh, essentially, or from you know some of the way that they use their mushrooms, uh, or, or some of the other ways that they flavor the dish. So if you're having a French meal, and you know your portion of the meal, say your appetizer, isn't made in that vein, that's when you're going to want a beer. That brings a little bit of that French countryside uh, right to your table. So something like a farmhouse ale or a, a saison is going to be able to do that for you. As far as dessert goes, I mean, just go hog wild, right? Okay. There's going to be uh, who knows what there. I mean. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Hello? Okay, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. You're on. All right. Sorry, lost you there. Nope, we're good. Uh, as I was dessert, uh, I always say to lean towards chocolate. Okay. Uh, so if you want to go uh, with something uh, that has uh, a stout base to it, it has a little that baker's chocolate uh, feel to it, that's something that I would heavily recommend. It nice. pairs well with everything, but I think especially to end the meal, sort of, uh, you know, uh, end on that note of sweetness, uh, I think is a really great thing you can do. And let me ask you, Matt, because Matt is not only an alcohol expert, he, he cooks. Uh, Matt, is there anything you can think of that you can add alcohol to in the French uh, cuisine, with French cuisine? Okay, uh, well... As far I have as cooking, two that's sort of yeah, I have two that's sort of centered on one of my best or, or one of my favorite French, uh, you know, pieces of food, and that's the French onion soup. Oh yes. So my my first riff is that I love to uh, add like maybe two three quarters of the amount of onion uh, that the recipe would call for, okay. and instead. Uh, for the last part of it, I top it with some beer battered onion rings. Oh, right? wow! To just add, yeah, right. So that subs in for my breadcrumbs. That adds a little depth of flavor, a little crunch. Uh, I think it's something a little different, and it's a unique uh, sort of feel and taste and texture uh, to that dish. Nice. The other one is a sort of a riff uh, again off French onion soup, but it's a French onion chicken bake. Oh, okay. So, in that in that sense, you can you know cook the chicken uh, in a little bit of beer. You can essentially make a beer can chicken, and then finish that off. Uh, you know, do that. You know, cook that eighty five, seventy five percent of the way. Then you finish that off in your French onion mix, and then melt the cheese over top of it, and then you're all set to go. And what's what's fascinating about that is that. Uh People are experimenting with French food, and you just talked about the French onion soup, which is one of my favorites. But there are also people mm -hmm. making French onion soup flavored cheesesteaks. Uh, 
Have you had one of those? Yeah. Uh-huh. I have not had one of those. But that... I, I did see your post about that on yes. Blast Out Media, and I very much wanted to try it. And I'll tell you what, it is, oh, my goodness, it is so good. And uh, you can get one of them. Are there any other takes, you think, Matt, with French onion soup? Can we make something? What about roast beef? If you're cooking a roast beef, could you, you know, could you jazz that up with French onion soup? Like, what can you do with French onion soup flavoring, the base flavor? What do you think? Well, I think certainly anything, uh, any recipe that would normally call for onions, nice. uh, if you do them in that sort of French onion style, uh, it's going to add a certain depth of flavor. I think, uh, yeah, certainly roast beef uh, is one that would go very well with onions. I think another uh, thing you could do is uh, do, do a French onion meatloaf. Oh, hey now. Uh, okay. I love meatloaf. Uh, you know, I always, uh, you know, sometimes I actually have, like, prefer a little raw onion in there. But I think if you had the stewed sort of French onion feel to it, that would add so much to the flavor. I mean, uh, that would be fantastic. But if you put ketchup on that, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know what else to do. Exactly. And a lot of people do get upset about that. You make a beautiful meat dish. It's delicious. It's flavor, but people smothering in ketchup. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only thing I would advocate uh, smothering in ketchup is liver and onions. Have you done that, Matt? Uh, liver, when you make liver, uh, you combine it with bacon and uh, and mm-hmm. onions, and then you smother that in ketchup, and you never know it's liver. <laughs> See, see, I, I don't, I don't agree with that one because I love uh, the taste of liver and I love organ meats. I have a uh, my uh, my cousin's husband. He hunts and uh, he always makes sure to set aside some uh, of the duck or goose livers for us, and then we make liver and onions at home because it's, oh, it's, it's amazing. How about that? That's a retro 1980s meal. <laughs> Uh, me and Matt were discussing this earlier, and we want to let the folks know that we now have the ability to do an interview with anyone in the world. Uh, I have home podcasting equipment. I'm going to uh, be able to call you in your place of business, and then we can do uh-huh. an inter- we can do an interview with the people anytime, any day, 4 a.m. on a Monday. I'm available. 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, if you're available, I'll do it. <laughs> And uh, what we do is we re- we're going to record it to the home podcasting equipment, and then we're going to put it into our show. So if you're listening out there from anywhere in the world, uh, you can now be a guest on the show. Uh, we prefer guests in other countries, uh, but anywhere in the world, even you know, lo- <laughs> local or international, I'll be able. And I'm uh, I'm a dedicated. So if you guys want me to get up at two a.m. on a Tuesday night. I will get out of bed at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night. I will hook the home podcasting equipment up. I will call you, and you can be a guest on the show. And Matt is also going to do his segment at his uh, leisure, aren't you, Matt? Uh, yeah, it's definitely something uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, there's no taking lo- advantage to. So I, I do that. There's always the appeal of being able to do this live and off the cuff. It, right. it is very right. fun. Exactly. And uh, – Dining on a Dime also has that ability. So if you guys want to be on a really good, high-rated show and you're listening to this, Dining on a Dime, Yahoo.com, doesn't matter where you live in the country or the world, 
I can call you at your leisure. We will record it, and then we will implement it into the show. So you can be a guest on our show no matter where you live in the world and what time of day you're available. So that's great news. Matt, thank you very much, and uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. Do you have a country you would like us to cover? I just asked the folks at home. Uh, what country would you like us to cover, Matt? Uh, well, I would say if we haven't done so already, uh, probably the place I've been most frequently, uh, it's not really it, – it's sort of a region in the country. Okay. And we may need, may need a couple weeks in between this one, but I loved uh, all the times I was able to go to Montreal oh, and uh, Quebec Canada. City oh, yeah. and getting to be yeah, and we, getting to be part of that sort of unique take uh, on the French cuisine or on the North American style. I'll tell you. I'll tell you uh, what. I want to say hello to our our friends in Canada. We just had Canadian listeners this past week. Uh, I actually am a participant in the Calgary facebook foodie page so we're definitely going to cover that that's uh, matt just called it two weeks from now we are going to cover canada and that's a great idea matt thank you no problem i appreciate it we'll talk to you in two weeks thanks pal okay oh wait wait, wait, wait. Real, real, real quick sporting chance podcast and then we're going to sign off go ahead tell us about your podcast Yep. Oh, did he get cut Matt has the Sporting Chance podcast. It is available on all podcast platforms, iTunes. Uh, what Matt does is what I love about his podcast is he's just sitting there. He's giving you all kinds of uh, alcohol news and sport news. It's a great uh, podcast to check out. All right, as far as our show, Matt called it. Two weeks from now, we're going to do uh, Canadian French cuisine. Uh, join us in two weeks. Once again, if you're a... Anywhere in the world, if you're listening to this show and you want to be a guest, Dining on a Dime, Yahoo.com, there is no set time or place. Uh, I can simply call you, and we'll interview you, and we'll insert it into the show. We have the capabilities. Uh, so there is no need for you to be available at any time or any day. I'll call you at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and we can do an interview, and we can insert it into our show. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at Dime at yahoo.com.